Uh, how's Calgary? Calgary's fine. You know, all of our seasons started at once, so now we're all super busy and stuff is happening. And but yeah, it's uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's like you know, and it's fall. Like it feels like fall. Right. Right. There's no, you know, we'll get at some point sooner than we'd all like. We'll get some snow, but um, it's uh, you know, it feels like fall. It looks like fall. So you know, we just we just have to embrace it. Even though I'm the one, even though I wear flip flops to work every day, still. And do you wear them to work or at work? I wear them to work. I sometimes wear them at work. Um, Do you sometimes do you switch away from them at work sometimes? Yeah, I've got uh, I've got a shoe rack in my office. Oh yeah, nice. And um, it's got some shoes that are much more appropriate for actually, um, actually wearing to say me- meetings and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll often switch. I'll switch into whatever shoes I feel like at work. And um, but I, you know, I'll, I'll sometimes. Yesterday I wore them around all day until I had to host this special event, um, fundraising event that we did last night. So. Then I switched into some different shoes. But I have this shoe rack, and I used to, last year, all the shoes were piled up. Um, They were piled up kind of in a little line right inside my door. And there was this comedic thing that none of my employees, uh, none of the staff at ATP who came to see me on a regular basis could remember that they were there. So they would just plow into them and trip over them on their way to see me, which was funny Except it stopped being funny. Right. I was like, I started started to feel like I was lying at putting a trap out for them or something. Right. So I got a shoe rack, so it's much more obvious where where they shouldn't stand. <laughs> that's that's nice of you. Yeah. So, yeah. Even though it was probably some sort of art of war technique that I probably should have continued <laughs> as a leader. Yeah. So yeah. it's always good to find those. Uh, what movie is it? I feel like there's a Chaplin. The Great Dictator, right? I think has some amazing scenes of him. In I feel like that's a joke that's carried on in so many things, but of of him, like making his chair bigger, and all the like the the visiting chair is smaller, yeah, so that people are you know low and in an uncomfortable chair, yeah, to, to better. Better show the power. Yes, yeah, that's that's what it's all about with my. Uh, that's what it was all about with my mm-hmm. shoe booby trap. But <laughs> yeah. uh, just to like, yeah. you're like, you think you are coming in here with confidence, but once but, you've knocked over my shoes, doubt will always be in your mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, but I've since cha- I've since changed my technique uh, to be much friendlier. <laughs> so. Nice, nice. Much less slapstick right. in the office than there was. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but I still wear flip flops. But I, I actually in the spring bought myself a pair of flip flops that were slightly nicer than the ones I normally wear. Oh yeah. So I would have executive flip flops. I was te- I was telling someone about this the other day. I think at an opening about how I have executive flip flops. Um, and you know, it's kind of a joke, but it's actually kind of not a joke because I actually do. 
have executive you know, flip-flops? I do have executive flip-flops. Kind <laughs> um, of a joke, except for in the ways that it's true. Except that it's true. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, those those in the summertime are what I would wear to uh, what I would wear to meetings. I have a nice pair of sandals too. Let's be honest, but it's very it's very much you know surfer arts executive sort of thing. Yeah, I think, yeah. to have uh, to you know show up in your in your flip flops. Yeah, carrying your yeah. board. One of the things that I do make a point of, though, is I always, like, I really like pedicures. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not too much of a junkie, but I will get one, you know, when it feels like it's time. It's my one, it's one of my vices. Um, and so, at least I'm not showing up, like, like in flip-flops looking like, you know, crap. So. Right. Anyway. Your feet are at least presentable. They are. They're presentable to the world. Um I just yes. couldn't, yeah, I don't, I need, I need, uh, the wrap around the back of the ankle, the back okay. of the heel. I need, I don't, I don't like the toe scrunch thing. Right. So well, the, then you, the idea of walking anywhere in flip flops. Yeah. You sound like you need executive, uh, Birkenstocks. Yeah, I do. And I, and even, I have even more, when I was at Caravan, I bought the sandals that did me very well this year, um, that are like even, even more engineered than Birkenstocks. <laughs> I have, mm-hmm. I have highly engineered sandals, which I love and am now in the modes of being very, mostly fall, I'm very happy, uh, costume wise about fall. Mm-hmm. It lets me. I like. I like jackets. We've done some yes. jacket shopping. Wore that jacket yes. just last night. And if if and when I'm I'm thinking about whether or not I should, you know, try to dress a certain way, it it tends towards thing fall fashion. I would say. Right. Whereas in the summer, I'll just wear the same pair of shorts and a rotating, least sweaty shirt and sandals for every day for like. It's it's too hot to concern myself with, right? Other people's judgments. I didn't. I never think I have very many clothes, and then I and then I'll look in my closet or someone will go. <laughs> I've never seen that. Have you? Is that new? And I'll go. No, I've had this for years. And then I go. Oh yeah, right. It's the same with shoes. When people come right. over to my house, they go, "Wow, you're a real shoe person." And I'm like, "No, I'm not." And then I look down and I go, "Yeah, I guess I am." <laughs> um. It surprises me actually the accumulation of of those items, and also the ones that I get that I'm kind of like that I will wear like you know I'll wear them until they basically fall apart essentially. But um, yeah, but it's interesting. And the three the three even the three pairs of shoes I've chosen to bring into the office as my office shoes. Um, I think they say they say they say a little bit about. They say a little bit about what what I want to present to the world in right. the office. Yeah, right. Are they? Uh, is there a like very three very different uh, personas? Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, and they're um, they're also like they're all black. Oh yeah. But they're all, um, but they're three very different stock, like right. three very different um, sort of um, like I guess you would say textures or whatever. Right. And um, very different, like three very different shoes and three different heights and like uh, just 
Yeah, I, it's I, I, I sometimes laugh at how consciously I make those decisions right. when I'm kind of like, well, I don't know, I don't even really mm. think about that stuff, and then right. I'm like, no, I do. Of course, I do. I wish, um, I wish, I, I think because I think I'm the same, but I don't execute on any. I don't know how to execute on any of the thinking that I do about it. Right. Well, we'll it's, just have to uh, go shopping again. Uh, yeah. No, it's true. I, that jacket has served well. I have this huge riff that I do because I've become aware of it now that I am a lady arts administrator. Right. Um, <laughs> about a uh, lady arts administrator wardrobe. Yeah. And how and the um, the tendency um, amongst my people. Yeah. Uh, to dress in in minimalist uh, minimalist clothing, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and like Eileen Fisher style minimalist um, linen or knit items, mm-hmm. um, and it you know like and it's a good look. Yeah. It's a good look for all the women I know who who wear it. Yeah. And it's becoming a good look for me. Right. So, uh, uh, you know, but my friend who's, um, I th- my friend who works at, at Emily Carr and also a couple of my other pals who work at different theater companies, I sort of have made this joke about lady arts administrator clothes and, uh, and Eileen Fisher in particular. And, um, and we, uh, we were at, uh, my friend and I were at this like Nordstrom rack or something like that in the, in California. And, um. And she was like, hey, she texted me from the other side of the store, and she's like, hey, there's a whole bunch of lady arts administrator clothes over here in the Eileen Fisher section. And I went over, and I was like, oh, yeah, I like these pants. And like, So I'm really... So really- I, I had to Google Eileen Fisher, too. Mm. You see what I mean, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, packs, I feel like it, it looks good, packs well. Uh, yeah. Is, like, very... Accessorizes easily. Accessorizes easily. Right. So that can be, awesome. Yeah, can be with the mayor in the morning and some punk ass artist in the afternoon. Absolutely, and you can accessor. It accessorizes nicely with that amazing bracelet you got at the right. You know, craft collective. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Great conversation yeah. piece that one. Uh huh. And you can you can doll it up with some wacky shoes if you feel like it. Right. Yeah. It's not going to overpower that. So anyway, see what I mean. Right. Yeah, and like all the black is, you know, good for hiding stains because we all eat at our desk. Spill a little bit of red wine <laughs> on it at an event. Yeah. What no one's gonna know. No one's, no gonna, one's know. gonna know. And um, yeah, man, I think that it's. Uh, I think I. I think Eileen Fisher should sponsor. <laughs> yeah, clearly. All uh, the arts administrators in oh, Canada. That's a good. Uh, so Pact could go after. I would, you know you what? Think, like, what, what level? It's not in, it's not in, it's not in PAC's strategic plan. But well, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have some call. I'm gonna talk social, as a member of the board. Mm-hmm. Social enterprise, social enterprise. If ever there was one, totally. Um, but uh, yeah, or so that's or my... you could start a like your own like Frank and Oak um, mm. kind of online online curated list. For yeah. fashion items for arts administrators, oh, yeah. and so it could include a little Eileen Fisher, and you know, or whoever, or somebody, you know, perhaps a Calgary designer who yeah, who is inspired by Eileen Fisher. Or that's who, the other thing too. I see, like Eileen Fisher is the big name, but mm. um, when I go to different places and I go to different like stores and different like there's this there's a store in Stratford. I don't know if it's still there, but a couple of years ago when I was there, it was all this like 
linen stuff by this company called Flax. And I was like, okay. this is like lady arts administrator heaven, man. <laughs> and I, I actually got, I got like a jacket and some right. pants and I got like a linen, two linen dresses. It was like, so there are, there are other options for us. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I guess yeah. Uh, uh, so I'm calling that if this ends up on the uh, on our um, recording today. Yeah, I feel uh, like it should. And, I feel like this, this clothing conversation this has quality been very. Stuff. This and is quality material. I'm just saying to anyone who's listening, don't steal this idea. No, I'm putting together a lady arts administrator yeah. style blog. Yeah, and uh, with a, an Etsy store, even an Etsy yeah. store or a Pinterest. Yeah, um, this is all of these things are possible. This is how I'm gonna. Uh, this is how I'm good. gonna really make my mark on the on the on our the community. community. Yeah, um, and can people? So people maybe should. What do you think people should send you pictures though for your blog? Is that a thing people could do? Yeah, if you see if you see an arts administrator and I, you know, I, <laughs> in the I, I wild, keep, I keep saying lady arts administrator, but yeah. if you see a stylishly dressed gentleman mm. uh, arts administrator, I've been thinking about it. There's certainly this. There are. Uh, there are similar. I don't. I wouldn't know the fashion people, and none of the maybe male arts administrator. But there's certainly like, you know, my jacket. That jacket that we bought. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know just a jacket, but it's that sort of jacket. Like there, there are meetings where I show up wearing that jacket, and maybe a like styly tie or a mm-hmm. you know slightly styly tie, uh, probably a gift. Um, that I, that I look around the room and I'm like, oh, right. This is, we all, we all dress up this way. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to see sometimes being in different, even arts rooms, like, I guess, I mean, it's just people dress like the people they hang around with all day. And so, Mm -hmm. but also there's sometimes where I go into like a, a much larger arts organization than... I'm used to being in and I can notice it in everybody's wardrobe. Yeah. And I, I was talking about this actually. It's funny because, you know, while this started as a, as a giant joke, that's now turned into our podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, it's I, true, I true. Of so many podcasts. So good. Um, so the, I actually had like these two instances recently where I was trying to talk about, um, uh, I was talking about, cause uh, you know, different, different candidates for, for jobs and, um, and how in the arts, you know, cause I have some, some board members involved in, in a search that we're doing. Yeah. And, um, and I, we talked about the difference between how, uh, you know, how somebody who works in the arts presents versus somebody who works in business mm-hmm. and, um, and the, this, this, the slight, uh, the expectation that sometimes I think exists, which is where lady arts administrator or gentleman arts administrator yeah. um, comes in, yeah. uh, or just arts administrator, like yeah. even non-gendered. <laughs> um, they're, they're the, the sort of, I feel like we have some sort of expectation when we go into business rooms about how we're, how we, how we're supposed to look. Or how, when, how people will take us seriously. That's me using my air quotes there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but also how to, like, how to, do, how to be taken seriously, um, but also to how, to how to actually signal that you're an artist. Yeah. yeah. Um, or because there's also an expectation that, you know, you, you have things in hand and you know what you're doing, but also that you, you're not like everybody else. Because if mm-hmm. you were like everybody else, then 
what would be special about this entire endeavor. Yeah. So balancing those two things, um, uh, balancing those two things in the, in the environment is really kind of interesting. And the people who are, who are coming in expecting, expecting that you're going to respond really well to them being businesslike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and and just and each individual company is going to have a different culture, right? Like yeah, yeah, a different culture in and of itself. So there's different shades of of um, of the of you know the the presentation, right? Mm-hmm. And I think uh, that was kind of interesting. And the other thing that came up this week was I uh, ATP is participating in it and I'm participating in it um, this uh, program with a bunch of other. Uh, arts and culture organizations yeah, yeah. in Calgary called New Pathways. It's EMC Arts out of the U.S. Um, that uh, is is doing it, and, and Calgary Arts Development has brought them in. So it's all these different people. So and di- ra- radically different, like the uh, like Alberta Ballet and Calgary Opera are in it, right, and right. Fairy Tales Presentation Society and the Alberta Printmakers Society are, are in it as well, and Tell a Spark and. Um, and a, a few different theater companies of varying sizes, and so it's it's a really interesting room, right? Because you want to talk about different organizational cultures, um, but all operating in the same market and different sizes and things like that. So uh, at one point we were doing this feedback session, and we were talking about the difference between you know how we felt as a group about doing. Did we have enough time? Uh, at like just at the tables talking amongst our our, our group um, mm-hmm. uh, versus the amount of uh, get up and walk around group work that we've been doing um, like inter organizationally right, right. and um, one of the one of the one of the women in the group was like she said I actually I, I like the group stuff but I find that I get really distracted and I get really distracted because um, because everybody is so well dressed, and she was saying this, and I, I think all of us were like, "Really?" And then she was like, "But she was she was being honest." She said, "I actually get a bit distracted because I'm I'm admiring people's outfits, and uh, and then I realize what we're supposed to be doing, and then <laughs> we and then we go on from there." And I don't, you know, I kind of was like, "That's a super honest, awesome response to that," because yeah. somebody else might have been like, "I get distracted by how smart everybody is," um, right. or "I get distracted by how." creative all the ideas are yeah. but it's true that there's a lot of really great blazers in the room <laughs> and um my friend uh my friend ellen close who works at uh, downstage theater and who's a really great uh performer and, and creator um she and i she and i were joking about uh how we wear our blazers we wear blazers yeah. whenever we uh head out to anything where we're supposed to be taken seriously yeah and um and we actually kind of, you know, and, and sorry, Ellen, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about our, our in joke right now, <laughs> but um, we actually decided we'd start a consulting company okay. called Blazer Girls, mm. girls, girls who, um, girls who talk creative and, and talk and teach you how to talk creative. Yeah. While uh, wearing, while wearing blazers. While wearing blazers. So, um, we, you know, it's, it's funny. It's funny the, the, that self-consciousness that we all have about I think so I mean I wonder how many how many AD and whatever all the all all the offices all the offices with um I'm sure you know your the change of shoes from Mm. like you know the running shoes that you came in with and wear mostly the just comfortable shoes to to the 
leather, you know, fancy shoes uh, mm-hmm. that are like one, if you wear them every day, that's mistreating them and they'll fall apart. And two, they're not comfortable <laughs> to do that with. Yeah, or but, not as comfortable as flip flops, say. Well, for some of us. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, my apologies. I shouldn't yeah. assume everyone's a flip flop person. Yeah. Uh, I'm now, because of Dance Makers, mm. speaking of appropriate, uh, and I have, I have a few thoughts on, on this because I also think about it too much um, or more. Or maybe we all think about it the right amount. But uh, because of Dance Makers, I really can't bear wearing shoes all day. The idea of working in shoes seems horrible uh, because I was in dance studios and we had to take off our shoes. Like it right. was, um, and so, so I just would spend most of the day without shoes on mm-hmm. and going back to environments where for no good reason, um, I don't lick my feet. Like I don't like the fact that my, <laughs> the fact that the bottom of my socks might get a little more dirty than they would otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't a health risk to me in any way, um, right. <laughs> actually. Uh, but but it it is also I think a thing that I do, and I can I maybe do more than I can get away with, but I I haven't really been reprimanded. Um, but I will point it out. I'll be like, oh, sorry, I take my shoes off because I work in dance studios, and I think it is part of you were talking about what we can get away with as artists. Or what, mm, yeah. what, what we're almost expected to get away with. So I yeah. wear, I mean, and I'll talk about it when I am talking about facilitation. Um, I mean, that's why I bought that jacket. I dress up for facilitation. Uh, and then I can act, uh, then I behave low status. Like, then I take my shoes off and sit on the floor. Um, but I wouldn't wear my like studio sweatpants and eight-year-old baggy t-shirt that I might wear in the rehearsal studio and then sit on the floor like that wouldn't that wouldn't work at all uh and I think those things are really interesting I think we do I think probably most people have their own strategies and and I don't go between I go between how much I think it's good or bad like I think I grew up as a kid who like I am very resistant to I'm very terrified of being called affected <laughs> like that's a oh that's okay. a big that's some like that's a good Kate Bredner like who do you think you are like right. trying to be fancy now um <laughs> I have a bunch of that um, mm. in a totally unhelpful way, really, and and so that's a that's a that's a challenge in trying to think about like is it is it a good or bad thing that we do this this performing of of a role? Mm. I mean, it's I'm in the midst of uh, our nominal topic for our podcast. Uh, in the other direction was going to be around, uh, or in part, 
me going back to school. But yeah, and this and this ties in well. Actually, we've been talking about it the whole time in secret uh, because part of what I'm doing is I'm at I'm doing a part time MA at, at U of T in their uh, center for drama, theater, and performance studies. I think that's our that's our catchy departmental title that everyone makes fun of every time they have to say it. Uh, but what does that yet down that to? This is, I don't know. I was trying Something to avoid Something sassy? Like... No, not at all. Like, oh, all right. Uh, CD... C yeah, no, no names. Uh, no. C-D-T-P-S. C-D-T-P-S. Sid tips. Sid tips. Sid tips. All Sid right. tips. Sid tips. So tell me, how is it to be at Sid tips? Sid tips. Uh, Sid tips is great. Um, it's it's. Good. I mean, I haven't been to school in fifteen years. In a you know a while ago, I took like one course, one undergraduate course, but this is mm -hmm. not undergraduate courses. Um. It is good. It's interesting. The performance studies stuff, which is what I, what we've been talking about, uh, is interesting in part because I was just such a nerd in, I was a theory nerd in undergrad and, and in the like four years following my undergrad, I really probably should have just come back to school, um, and had been rewarded academically for for the way that I was into sort of European continental philosophy. <laughs> uh, and this, it's going to be rewarded on some level. Yeah, it would be nice. And so, you know, and maybe that's now, except it's also this thing of needing. So it's nice to, it's nice, all that to say, some of it is rereading texts that I read 10 years ago. Um, and that's interesting to do, to come back at it. And, like, and some of it is, so, um, like, I grew up in basically post-structuralist feminist queer politics. Like, that, my mom was living that and reading it, and it was around the house. Mm -hmm. um, and I was, so I wasn't reading it. I wasn't I was reading D&D, like, I was doing all the other things 12-year-old <laughs> boys do. Um, but it was around, and so encountering ideas like this that we have versions of ourselves that we perform differently in different situations mm -hmm. that's not that doesn't that that seems very clear to me and very both theoretically and experientially a lived experience that that performance is is part of what being human is about, mm. um, and and the trickiness of it, you know, in the critique and the things that we're reading is is how much of that is good and how much of that is bad, right? Or what, you know, of course they don't want to reduce to those kinds of words, but what is what is a more better state and what is a less better state, mm. uh, and you know, for lots of it, it's in any analysis of gender or power um, gender or other power systems lots of that oh we need to present right we need to show 
we're not we're not necessarily showing up in those rooms thinking like how do I be my best self in this room? Um, so how do with, I project my best? How do I project? Well, how do I project what they think is best? And that right, and yeah. that becomes a potentially oppressive thing, right? If that means that as as a woman you like take on characteristics of men in order because you know that that's the room you're going to be in um or or take on social like there are negative social roles or social roles that maintain power in the way that when i'm thinking about it here in a podcast or in a in a seminar room i don't i don't want that power to be going the same way right like i want change to be happening um and then I think in the lived experience, that's very complicated about how that change is going to happen and is, is which fights are worth fighting. And, and where can there also be, where is there actual just pleasure in taking on different roles? Yeah, and like that's this, the thing. I think for me, one of the things that's key is that I feel, uh, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't, there's moments when I'm aware of, of uh, how I'm dressing for whatever I'm going, getting into, going into. But um, the nice thing is that I don't have anything in my closet that I don't want to wear, right. or that I feel like is um, is un, is inauthentic to yeah. who yeah. to who I am. And I I I really actually kind of the the clothing I wear now and the decisions I make now about kind of every day are very much informed by a better understanding of who I actually am, right? Than right. who than you know. Then the, the the girl or the the young woman or the you know even it wasn't even that long ago that was kind of just kind of wearing like oversized jeans and t-shirts every day because I kind of could and also because I didn't quite know you know because it was an, it was easy and it was something that and so I, it's an it's an interesting position of power to be in to actually choose mm-hmm. and to find things that that um, express the level of confidence that one has going in as opposed to disguise a level of lack of like a level of lack of confidence. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, that's been an interesting realization about it too, is, is, is owning, owning the, like the, the sort of, uh, owning whatever confidence I have and that kind of thing and actually enjoying like wearing the clothes rather than the clothes wearing me, um, and thinking about it that way. But it's true that there's, there's one still battles with ex- the concept of expectation. Yeah. And, and we perform into it all the time, right? I, that, you know, and that's, and that's some of like what we're going over when you read the beginnings of performance studies mm-hmm. is a lot of talking about we're, we're, we're do that, you know, the, that we are doing things with our choices. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which I think it's, it's funny for me coming also from theater is so not surprising. Like we wouldn't have, employment as dramaturgs if our choices weren't doing things right like it's not they're not just pretty choices out in the world like they're they're both wanting to do things and doing things um, maybe the things we want and plus more um but it's yeah we want yeah so so that we want things to happen because of how we look and and i think that talking about Finding authenticity and confidence um, and pleasure in that 
is is great because I you know from at least for me I mean this stuff is is way overly twisted in my mind and psyche of so and sometimes I do right and people people who know me will know like there's some phases where suddenly Jacob's wearing a tie all the time and I really like that and then I'll and then and and then I'll whatever something will happen you know yeah and then I'll stop and I'll be back in sort of the same jeans and t-shirt and like unpressed shirt uh for a long time and and part of that is I'll start if I start showing up in rooms where everybody's in a jacket and tie I really do feel the desire to go away from it like I have such a part of my part of the unhealthiness maybe is even like is to want not want to be the same right that's Mm. you know kid of the 90s in the indie scene right like that that being against type is the the thing to do and that's you know a hard it's a hard way to live your life because it's it means part of the problem of it is that it's always adjusting then to the outside. Right. It's reactive. It's reactive. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of being like, Oh, I like this thing. So I'm going to wear it and I can, of the things I like, I will pick which things to wear into, into whichever situation I'm entering. Right. Instead of being like, what are they going to be wearing? Mm. Um, And how do I want to be taken in that? in relation. Like, I think your position is a much, is a much better than the one that is like trying to predict what other people are going to think about, Mm. which is the terror of a job interview is because you, you are literally doing that or an audition for that matter. Yeah. Um, is you're literally being like, what do they want to see? Right. Or that's one way that I think a lot of people think about that. Right. (laughs) It's like, Oh, and, and if you're an actor, that's literally it. Like you don't even have, I think in a job interview, it's more, I'm more interested in the people who show up as themselves Mm -hmm. and we get to see if that's an appropriate fit. But actors who it's like, Oh no, you either look exactly like the thing I had in my mind or you don't. And that's, (laughs) that's going to be your job um, for film and TV stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's terrifying. Uh, I couldn't. I can't. I mean, that's a big part of why I think after university I did not move at all towards being that kind of actor. I just couldn't have psychically dealt with that. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that it's it's such. These are interesting questions to me, and about about how to approach the the ways that we have to interact with each other and how we show up in that. I mean, BAMF, the work that we do at BAMF, we talk all the time about how people show up. Right. And, and of course, part of that is costume uh, or clothing. And, yeah, and wanting, wanting people to feel comfortable showing up in the way that you're talking about it. Of, like, you know, to to switch the metaphor that there's a you know, the closet of good things that you get to choose from going into mm-hmm. the situation versus a fear, um, and a like you know to, to talk about the difference between a a mindset of possibilities versus a mindset of 
of scarcity, which mm-hmm. I think in you know is another thing that arts administrators we we wear a lot <laughs> is a mindset of scarcity because we're in scarce times. Yeah. Uh, so it's you know in some ways no surprise. <laughs> it's no surprise that people are feeling scarcity. It's a time yeah. of like we are living in austerity and in an era where arts is not being flourished with abundance mm-hmm. um, or nor is anything else for that matter except, mm-hmm. except for those who are uh, yeah so I think this anyways, I'm, I'm taken with the closet of uh, good things yeah it's a, it's a be- like it's just a better and that's part of it even in this even in going back to C dip, C tip, what was it? Sid tips, Sid tips, Sid tips. I think Sid tips. Um, the that performing is can be pleasurable and powerful, and not isn't just a sort of negative. It's not. It's not too bad that we perform differently in different situations. Mm. It, it's actually you, delightful. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Did you mm-hmm. decide to go back to school? Um, because you were searching for uh, for a sense of possibility. Um, Do you know what I mean? I'm so, I'm just mm-hmm. uh, because I I'm curious about uh, about you. You know, as we're talking about this, I kind of go, you know, the scarcity of of working in the arts, and then the 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 you know, for me anyway, the the great possibility of, of going somewhere to, to learn something or to be reinvigorated mm-hmm. um, is, is you know, and I'm, I'm maybe projecting that on you, which yeah. is why I'm asking. But, um, but you know, I mean, what, what, what led you to the decision to go back and to, to re-engage with that after, you know, 15 years of not having been in school? Uh, it's a thing I've thought about on and off a lot because... I like books and I like thinking about things. The the academy, at some levels, I've also, in a way that I think is very false now, uh, had a almost assumption that I would end up teaching in a university. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, in fact, Mark Diamond, one of my instructors, I think at one point when I was giving him a hard time by asking, being a challenging student, uh, was like, looked at me with, compassion and pity and was like someday you're going to be a teacher and you will have to deal with people like yourself (laughs) um and and I think you know I've maybe taken a few too many of Mark's blessings and curses to heart but so there's always been a bit of an assumption for me that I would at some point go back to grad school um and that finding the right reasons to do that would be important and that varies between, you know, I was really thinking about U of A because, oh. uh, because part of why I would go to, back to grad school as a theater maker is that I really want to play around with, sorry, there's a loud sitting thing going on. Uh, I want to play around with revolves and fly galleries. Mm. I, like, I like the magic of the proscenium stage. And I think it's sad that we've let that be owned in North America by, you know, a handful of styles. Um, and, and our emerging artists have no capacity to 
contact that material, and neither do the established for that matter. Right. Short of short of the lapages, right? Short of people who have made their own spaces where they can rehearse in the kind of settings that they're going to be in. Um, nobody has the time in the theaters to really be doing anything interesting with fly galleries and mm -hmm. revolves, which is too bad because those things are amazing and, and part of the magic of theater to me. So U of A that has some of those things and has a larger undergraduate, like so programs that have good equipment and undergraduates who can maybe, maybe some time could be carved out to experiment because you could have a larger crew than I could ever afford professionally. Um, so that would be one reason to go to grad school. Uh, it's not the one I ended up picking. <laughs> uh, and another was, I mean, one is that I just am at a point in my life where I have the space to do that, where because of the work at Banff, I have a combination of stability and flexibility that I've never had before. Right. Uh, or I haven't had since I was a bartender, like since I was working at, like working in very flexible environments. Right. Yeah. Where, where I can take, where I can say Tuesdays I have class and I have enough time in my week to do the readings. Mm. And, and I can afford not to be working those hours, right? Uh, which hasn't necessarily been true in the past 15 years. Right. And so, so that just financially it was possible, financially and, and resource-wise in time, it felt possible to do. And I think I went in, I went in to have a meeting, which was like, I just want to take one course and maybe try it out. Mm -hmm. And I got talked into... Like, what's the difference between that and enrolling as a part-time student? And, and then having, having a goal. And now what... So they, up, they upsold you, basically. They upsold me, yeah. They upsold yeah. me from, like, one course to see if I liked this university thing to, to being a, a part-time student. There you go. Um, which is good. And I'm glad, I'm glad Stephen, Stephen Johnson is the... the director of the grad program. I'm glad he did it. Uh, and so what's emerged out of sort of seeing, so, you know, once, once that had, that seed had been planted and I was like, oh, I really could do it. Like if I, you know, I think BAMF's gonna, I'm, you know, I really want to stay in this job for more than a year. So I'm going to have the time to do it. And, and the, the space. So looking at it, it's also that there's not only the drama center stuff, but also the knowledge media and design Institute at mm. these people love, like it's, it's amazing to be even back in a new land of acronyms. Anyways, all lands are lands of acronyms, mm. uh, but in a new one, uh, and that's in the faculty of information sciences, which is what, you know, library studies grew into history right. in terms of the academic tradition of the nineties. And, and that's a lot of human centered design and thinking about how knowledge transfer happens and how information and ideas get shared and made. 
And so that's a lot of feels like the work at Banff and we, and I can do a collaborative degree with them. Right. Yeah. And so I can, a lot of it feels like I was in a space where I just also wanted some rigor applied to my thinking, like to, um, to sharpen, sharpen the edges of my thinking a bit and have to hear and bounce back on things that that's not, so, you know, that's not something we get to do. And, or if I get to do it, it's because at Dance Makers, when I was running the study group or something. Like, it's, it's often I'm the one picking the material. And so it's nice to not be picking the material. And, and, and to know, I don't know, I come to the Banff work from the outside, from dramaturgy. And so that's exciting, but it also means that I don't know the literature from the inside. And I don't know... Mm-hmm what has been tried and what, how people are framing the work. You know, I don't know in, when I walk into the room what they already know. <laughs> I know some other things, but I don't, I don't have a sense of the literature. I know kind of what an ethnography is, but I've never really done social sciences qualitative research, right? And that's, right. that's not something we got taught. And, and I think it's too bad. I mean, one of my big questions is around evaluation. I think that's, or how, how to think about evaluation <laughs> even, uh, is a thing that, that I'm curious about. So it's, so the knowledge media, so that sharpens that. And I'm taking a course, one of my courses that is at OISE, which is the education school at U of T. Cool. And that, that's in applied theater. So that's that's very interesting to be taking at the same time as like the performance studies overview (laughs) because one is like one is New York and one is the Commonwealth like is England and Australia and the UK and Canada, even though we don't, we don't necessarily use the word applied theater. Uh, It's very interesting how theoretically there's some, there are people who overlap between, but it's a very different way of thinking about performance and thinking about theater. Um, and, and I'm glad, again, that's one where I know some things about, I've read my Augusto Boal and I know some things about some of the kind of community and pedagogical practices, but not really. (laughs) Um, there's lots I don't, and there's, I don't know case studies. So it's a, I'm that class is a very exciting one to and to be able to talk about verbatim theater from that angle as well as then from an aesthetic angle like it's a nice it's a nice balance I think I'm realizing that one of my one of my features as a person is that I I'm irritated that those two classes are separate ah um that that they don't talk to each other um and that's just, you know, I'm not, I've, I've never got, been in sur- super into silos. <laughs> you know, like I, that's, I, I'm, I wonder from things to things a lot in that. And so it's, it's frustrating in the performance studies class not to be able to talk about the social in the way that the applied can. Mm. Um, and then in the applied, there can be moments where I'm like, oh, I, w- I want to talk about this in a very theatery way. And not everybody in the room 
there are people in the room who are coming from education purely. Right. And so it's a, it's a back and forth on how to talk and think about what kind of rigor is being applied and what kind of evidence is being thought of mm-hmm. or what, what are the criterias. And that's, and that's exciting. So it's been good to be back in a space where those, those things are being talked about. I, I have my resistances to jargon and all of that. And that's the challenge of being back at school, I think, or right. being just because it's academic frameworks are, are in part about defining language and I'm, and I'm the resistant ser- to def- definitions. <laughs> the search, the search for rigor, but where the rigor starts to become a bit, uh, uh, a bit of a barrier. Yeah. 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 Where it, and, or, and where it claims exclusiveness also, mm-hmm. right? When it's like, this is the system and, and we can take applied theater, you know, if either one of these fields could sort of talk about, oh, that thing is actually just a subset of our thing. Um, and so, the, like, there's, a, there's power play being done that is, you know, sometimes very literally just about university departments and funding. Right? Yeah. Like it's not removed from um, real life of yeah. of food scarcity, and food and <laughs> yeah, of food and roofs, right? Um, right? So there was a you know there's a big push to create academic fields and 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 people then people can get jobs in those fields and yeah. and so there's a. I always want to say like, oh, this isn't anything like, oh, this is just old, like, <laughs> and and that's, and I get that that's not entirely what the project of an academic field is, mm-hmm. and so that's an interesting, like, that's, and I'm, it, and I'm, it's challenging and exciting to be back in that space and finding finding where I sit in that and where, where I can be writing more and, and how I can write inside that, inside that frame. Cause it, I do want to be writing more. Um, so that's, those were a lot of the reasons that I went back. Um, mm. It's a little bit of structure. It gets me some, you know, meeting rooms and uh, a gym membership that I've yet to use. And and get to meet some cool people. It's uh, it's a night a neat group of students, um, and I like that part of it. Like that that part of being in a class that is doing things together. That's pretty. That's fun to be part of again. And yeah. I'm not there. I'm the like visiting visiting cousin who comes right. in for one class a week because there's only there's only one other members of my classmates in the applied course um so i'm not you know they're all in multiple classes together and i'm in one of their classes together uh but that's also given whatever my personality set that's 
a, a delightful way. And I can go and visit. I'm actually, I think, <laughs> I can go visit them. Um, you know, I get there's spaces to work at the drama center, and that's that's useful for me to be able to leave my house and and work somewhere else. Yeah. And work around people who are working on the same thing. So if I'm going to read or and I you know, the libraries at U of T is a amazing resource, right? Like it's mm. there's a lot of stuff there. Um and libraries and beautiful old spaces and smart people. <laughs> uh so that's that was also I think being being back at the university, being back at a university was appealing to me. And I do yeah. still think of teaching. And I had gotten some no's on teaching jobs that I had applied for uh, that were very clear that if I had had any graduate degree, I would have been able you would to, have been in I, a would, position. I would have been in a much better position to get the job. Right. Uh, and so that's real. Like I, not only for money, like I don't necessarily, you know, I don't think that being a theater prof is now the perfect retirement plan for anybody. Um, <laughs> uh, but I do want teaching to be part of my practice and part mm -hmm. of what I do in the world because I enjoy it. And, and I think in those spaces I have, some things to, to offer uh, that that if if this not having an MA was standing in the way of that and so this was a situation where I could do a pretty interdisciplinary degree but still have it through the drama center and through and also that the drama center would be like, like they, they didn't look at my old transcripts in the same way that a different department at U of T might have. You know, if I had just applied to the education department, they would have been like, oh, let's talk about your academic experience. <laughs> like, who can right. you talk about? Whereas the drama center was much more like, yes, we know who you are. <laughs> like, yeah, we're, we're yeah. you know, you're a returning professional and we treat that differently than we your transcripts are less important. My transcripts yeah, you, are all you're, right. You're, They're just not outstanding. All of the classes uh, in the, you know, school of indie theater hard knocks counted for something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and having a writing, you know, that I've, I have written for Canadian Theater Review and I have written about. A publishing history. And, I have yeah. a publishing history. So, so that's, it's great. I mean, and so that, those were sort of the motivations were, we're just wanting that kind of input and and space to think about things. Um, I really am the the OISE and and faculty of information studies, like getting into all the other departments and making those connections. Yeah. You know, that's my sh my shtick at some levels, and so that's it's nice to be able to do. U of T does offer some space to do that because it is yeah. such a a diverse campus. It's not. It's not like going to a more conservatory program. Um, and a lot of the, you know, the user design and the sort of internet security 
like there's a lot of academics at U of T working on internet in a way that I find quite interesting. And so that, that through the information studies, I'm, I'm excited about that work too. So those were all, those were all the reasons. Mm. And I, uh, you recently had a chance to go to, speaking of, you know, interacting with students and the, and the student mm-hmm. population, uh, you had a, you, were you at, you were the National Theatre School I was at the National Open Th- Conference? Is that what you um, I was not hosting it. Um, well, you were participating? Carly, no, I was, I was coaching the hosts. So I was, oh. I was working with two directing students. They had had a conference last year and, and it had gone well, but there was some desires for to to change up the format and for the directing students to have a much more active role in designing and facilitating the day. So I had been working with them over the summer. We had done a few different session design sessions on what on largely sort of taking the framework from the unconference that uh I did with Misha Gluberman in Toronto and mm-hmm. um, lots of other partners to get it done. But, uh, and so they, but then changing that for what the students needed. And it was an amazing thing. I mean, I think it's really a first time and it ever happened that it was all the, all the English students had it in their calendar, which is, you know, means they have to show up. Um, and the, and it's rare, I mean, it's rare at any institution that that you get together all the people from all the different departments. And I think that was what was very powerful was to be able to make connections across interests rather than across, you know, so that people could say, I'm interested in this and meet somebody from second year production, even though they're in third year acting and they don't ever see those, like... So yeah, so we'd done that, and that was that. That was that went great. It went amazingly well. I was, I was, I didn't have much to do with it day of, which is great. Um, in that position, the design decisions that that we had made worked well. It was themed as a school dance, but nobody knew that. Okay. So when they arrived. They arrived all, it had been the initiation the night before, so, you know, people were in various states of delight about having to be at the school at right. 10 o'clock on a Saturday. Uh, I think they often work on Saturdays. But then they showed up, and there was fun music, and Carly and Tanya were wearing amazing dresses uh, that they had gotten from the costume shop. And the gym, which is usually just this, you know, place with mats and people warming up, uh, mm-hmm. was decorated much like a like a high school dance, um, and and it really did work. It was delightful to watch people sort of walk through the door with one facial expression, and then like see be welcomed by Carly and and Tanya, and see the room and be delighted and confused um, and then and have their expectation for the day shift. 
Right. Uh, so that worked great and was exciting. And so there was lots of dance, you know, and it was one of those things that, you know, if I was doing a program at Banff, I, we wouldn't do that. But like a group of theater school students, that, you know, it's, it, it was, it felt like we had really designed it for the group of people that were there. And that, yeah. that felt great. Like that was like, oh, great. We, we, we did some research. We talked to people. We thought about this group, not a theoretical group. And, and this group has responded to that. Um, and so that was, yeah, it went, it went uh, very well. I've got my next Skype call of the day is uh, to do a little postmortem with them. That's great. But it, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see if it does, if it feels like, I felt like at the end of the day, people felt like things were going to be different at the school than they had been before this. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's absolutely the, you know, the most interesting impact you can have is like, you know, if something, if, if, uh, if you're at a different point at the end than you yeah. were at the beginning, it's, uh, yeah, that's. And that, and that right. had been our goal, right? Our goals yeah. at some levels had been, you know, we had some high flutin' ideas, but it was also about, we don't want people to walk by each other in the hallway and not have ever had a meaningful interaction with each other. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like that's the goal. Is yeah. that 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 disconnect between students in the same school going into the same field is no longer possible, and it felt at the end of the day like like that might have been achieved in a in a way that felt pretty special. Part of me feels like I should host that kind of thing at Arts Commons at the building I work in. Absolutely, because we should, in school dance format, of course. Yeah. Um, but the and I'm not I'm not even joking. I think that might actually be a good idea. Um, the uh, of course I'll credit I'll credit yeah you know, sure credit where credit is due. But the it's interesting where uh, yeah because uh, we all work amongst one another, um, and you know share the same photocopier some of us, um, but don't uh, have never had meaningful interactions or know each other's name in a lot of cases, and um, and that seems a bit odd. Um, uh, it really seems a bit odd. And, you know, those of us that do know each other have nice conversations, but I don't know that we've, um, we've ever really gotten down to something that's meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of how's your day. And even, even if it's, even if you're talking to somebody who you actually give an honest answer of that to, um, as opposed to a chit chatty answer, mm-hmm. um, it's still not getting into the, the depths of what we actually care about. Um, or what you know? Why we got into this business to begin with? Um, uh, what we love about the art form? Yeah. Um, what we love about each other's art forms? Because I mean, the CPO is in our building as well. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that that sort of interaction. There's been a couple of attempts to bring us all out together that haven't necessarily taken. Yeah. But I feel like a- around actually engaging about things that we care about and are passionate about would be an, an interesting idea. And um, yeah. And hopefully would get people out of away from their desks for a moment, but it would have to be pretty compelling. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing about it. I feel like a couple shows back, or maybe maybe the show that never was, um, and the lost tapes. The lost tapes uh, is that it's too bad that it is much harder to get people to commit to like holding a open space 
in the metaphoric sense of the words, mm. even as much as the technical sense, um, about to just meet and just talk. I think we had been talking about, you know, how do you justify it to the board, right? Like if you're going to do that at, right. at the space, and I think that would it would be an amazing thing to do. Uh, and I think all the artscape buildings and CSIs, I'm, I mean, the CSIs come closer to it. Um, yeah. But are different, are so disparate also, and and in their model. But how do you then get those people to commit the time? Like this is worth a day. Like this is very much worth a day of your life. Yeah. And that and that means like no no like there are there will be breaks and phones can be checked on breaks. Um. But it's, you know, actually nothing we're doing is so time sensitive that being able to work better at it isn't going to help, right? Yeah. Uh, and what are the outcomes going to be? We're not sure yet. We're not sure yet. But we're pretty sure there will be some. Yeah. And and that's, and 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 the outcome that we know will happen is that there will be more relations between people. Yeah. And we're trying to posit a world and a, you know, from, from the, the BAMP side of things, like a, a understanding of leadership that is relational, then yeah. we need more relations. Like, yeah. if this is going to be relational, that things get better and, and new ways are able to be found because we can talk to each other. Then we need to start by talking to each other. It's not like, yeah. oh, once once we work out the new ways, then we'll talk to each other. It's like, no, because those ways will be wrong because you <laughs> won't have talked to each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, you'll come with your new ways, and we've all got our new ways, but until until the talking has taken place, until the meeting and the figuring out what actually are the problems and what actually are the better questions to work on. Yeah. There's no, there's no way that that's, I can't, I can't know what the thing to do is. There. But that is, but it's hard to get the agreement to say, okay, we're going to have a day where we play around as if we were at a school dance. Yeah. And uh, people will suggest whatever topics they want to talk about. And then we'll talk about those things. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, but will there be, you know, will there be a, will there be a smart consultant from, you know, down in the yeah. south or up on the mountains? Like, it's like, no, no. I mean, maybe, but they're just there to facilitate. Like, they're not talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, or they're just there to design the space. They don't, mm -hmm. you know. And it's like, why did we pay them all that money to not do anything? It's like, well, <laughs> it's not quite true. <laughs> um, well, created the space to yeah. make this happen. Um, but it, you know, but that desire for either for an expert or for, um, oh, this, this, doesn't this conference look jam packed? Like, look at all the things I'm going to be clearly learning because there's all these panels. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. and, and I don't, yeah, those have not been the most successful conference experiences for me. And I <laughs> feel like I, my, the, the anecdotal evidence is also that that's not, I'm not alone in that. And I think on the lunch break, we would definitely have a giant blazer swap. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. I like, blazers. Yeah. Like I think a blazer swap. Yeah. 
bring like, your like blazers. Like swap, but just yeah, for blazers. Yeah, totally, just for blazers. Yeah. So that we can switch it out. I think a good like uh, blazers and accessories mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. might be a nice one too, because like the guys could bring their different tie, like. This tie, like this, it, it, it served me well, but now every meeting room I've ever been in has seen it. So, uh, you know. It needs it's time to, for you to take it out it's, into the it's, world. Yeah, you take it into your meetings and use it. Yeah. Um, that would be great. It would be yeah, a man. very good lunchtime activity. And that, mm-hmm. might, that might bring people, like, you could only participate in the blazer swap if you were there for the whole day. Exactly. That's their incentive. Absolutely. An outcome will be that you will have new blazers and yeah. a couple new accessories. That's that's a that day. Sounds, that's, that's a, a day. that's a that's a day. I mean that's, that's a day. You know, worth a day. Um, I think I think we accomplished. I think we accomplished, we accomplished quite a few good good really podcasts. Yeah, good we, ideas. we've got some good ideas. Um, yeah. Next steps are blog. you start your blog. Um, My fashion blog. You could, you should check on. Uh, on various uh, web services to see what domain names right uh, are available right just to name your blog and, yeah you know for your for your lady lady arts administrator yeah and I'd say if anybody who's listening um, has an idea about what a good name for the for the blog yeah I, and, I mean again, I, I get why lady arts administrator is a, is one too long for the internet age um mm, and yeah. is perhaps more limiting than than you want but it 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 does and gen- yeah lady and gentleman arts administrator fashion blogs are it's an da- exciting the idea dapper art, the dapper arts admin yeah 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 anyway that might not be it but I, I like i said i'm open to suggestions so if anybody wants to tweet me once they've heard this all right um, and where would possible, they where would they do that they would do that at Vicky Stroich. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, just uh, tweet me, tweet me some ideas, pop folks. <laughs> and uh, I'm at Jacob Zimmer, and um, and other blazer uh, or or ways things that 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 you think I uh, are the dapper the dapper arts administrator. Yeah, I'm I'm eager for suggestions. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Uh, and you can find all of this at smallwoodenshoe.org. Uh, click through to through the podcasts, um, and and we'll talk to you in a, probably about two weeks. That seems to be our plan, and and we're going to stick with it. We sure are. All right. Uh, all right. Great to chat, Vicky. Have have fun in your day. You too. Thanks. I'm going to go pick out an outfit right now. Uh, sounds exciting. All right. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.